Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Bro Man. We are back for episode, I believe, I believe this is episode 43 of Ask Bro Man. How are y'all doing? Uh, I decided, you know, since it is, uh, well, you'll you'll be listening to this on its first day on Valentine's Day, um, that we were going to do something a little different. Uh, I really enjoyed taking questions from Twitter last time. Uh, this time, the response was much greater. <laughs> um, so we're going to do an extended episode, I think. I mean, I don't, I don't really know how long this is going to take, but we're going to try and answer every single question uh, that came up. Uh, uh, it looks like it's going to be around 40 questions, but hey, it'll be good. Uh, we'll probably cover a lot of ground, and hopefully um, we're going to answer questions from folks that have been waiting for a long time, and their schedules just haven't synced up in like four months with when we do this live. So uh, I'm just going to get started, and it is going to be fun. I'm really, I'm really, really, really excited. Um, all right, so the first question uh, is from Steve Eighty. 5UK. Uh, and his question is, I'm a QA tester at EA. I have a bachelor's degree in game design. I've programmed multiple small games, including a Connect game, which won an award at Game Jam. Also have experience uh, balancing full-time programming college QA with three kids, which would be uh, good for streaming. It's a good, I would agree it's a good skill. How is the transition from part-time to full-time? I'm currently employed full-time. Seven to ten, three kids, one to two hours late at night to stream. When my job ends, I'll have eight hours a day to stream. How is that transition? Um, and how do you prepare for that to enter full-time streaming? So, uh, Steve, first of all, um, uh, and I, I say this to everyone who does any sort of content creation or anyone who dreams of, of doing YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, anything for uh, Instagram, for real life, is you do not just get to decide that this pays your bills. You can decide to start doing it full time, uh, which is fantastic. If you want to be a full time blogger, I, I I fucking get it. I appreciate the all in mentality. I think that's great. But uh, the decision to go full time when you don't have income, which is I think this question is kind of about that because we've talked back and forth a little while. It's very very risky. Uh, I would make sure that, you know, your family and everyone is taken care of. And hey, if that's the case, um, the way that you would, I guess, manage the transition to full time streaming is the first day that you are not working full time at your current job. You start streaming 16 hours a day, every single day, producing content on every platform and just hitting every single note that you can uh, and if you're not streaming, you're in other channels, you're networking, you're becoming parts of communities, you're becoming well-known, you're becoming the kind of person that that people want to listen to, uh, want to go watch. Uh, you need to start researching, you know, video editing, audio processing. Uh, you need to start researching, uh, you know, what kind of tech you need to buy or want to buy. You know, you need to make sure that uh, you're just ready, dude. Uh, there's a lot to making content um i think that you know entering the world of full-time content creation whether it's streaming or otherwise is uh it's exciting uh people think that you just get up and go and that's not the case so my recommendation uh i mean you certainly can right you have a phone you can shoot a vlog right now you know you can record a podcast right now um which i always recommend doing just getting started but 
Um, when you're talking about full-time streaming, when you're talking about Twitch, uh, there's just a lot of factors. Um, the other suggestion I would make would be <clears throat> don't do Twitch, do Mixer or Facebook because there's more space for you there. Um, yeah, I mean, that's my advice. Go all in the second that you can. And if it's your dream, no one will be able to stop you from putting in that time. Uh, it sounds like, you know, you've also got three kids. That's going to be hard to manage that time, but you can do it. Uh, there is no magic bullet. There is no simple answer. Um, the best I have for you is be ready to put in a 16 hours a day and go nowhere for a year and a half. Because that is most likely going to be the scenario. And if that's not scary to you, you definitely have what it takes uh, energies wise. Um, or at least focus wise. So there's that. Uh, the uh, Chef Coots <clears throat> says, if people suggested an item for you to cook and then gave you a day, uh, you would do it, but nobody was there. Would you take suggestions again? Um, so uh, when so this is actually a bigger problem uh, than I think you realize. Uh, one of the things about making uh, like user or viewer requested content is that um, that person who made that request still has a schedule, right? So they still have a day and a life and they have a wake up time and a go to bed time and an at work time, which is why I think it's incredibly important, especially if you're doing live content to take any content that is a uh, requested content and also redistribute it in places where they can get it on demand. So like taking your stream for that person or that user requested content, putting it on YouTube. So that way when they show up, and they're like, damn, I'm sorry I missed it. You don't say fuck off. You say, oh, dude, it's cool that you missed it. You can go watch it here. Uh, that is what I would do. As far as taking requests again, uh, you have to see how it performs. And one uh, one survey in statistics is not relevant. You know, one a one-person survey is not a survey. It's just an opinion. Uh, you have to do it multiple times. Uh, I have found uh, through my experience that you know, it's about 50-50. If people really want you to do something and you do it, sometimes it goes great. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, it's about doing it as many times as you possibly can. Uh, it's also a fantastic way to get content out the door when you are tapped for ideas. Everything has a use, um, and you just have to figure out the right time to use that tool. Uh, the Uber Ginger asks, if you could go back and do one thing different in your stream career, what would it be? If I could go back and do one thing different, um, I would have gone to uh, a larger variety of games during the peak point of uh, reach for my channel. So uh, when the Taken King came out for Destiny, I was averaging anywhere from five to 10,000 viewers a day. Uh, and I foolishly believed that that gravy train ride would never end. Haha, <laughs> stupid me. Uh, if I would have taken the time two hours a day at the end of every stream and invested it into another game, uh, I could have taken those viewers, conditioned them to getting, you know, used to this idea of of coming with me to other experiences and other games. Um, and I think that it's so important to diversify when you're on top, because when you're trying to build from the top down. When you have a lot of viewers, you have a bigger funnel, more stick. Uh, going from the bottom up is more difficult. 
so I would have diversified, uh, you know, at peak points in my streaming career. Uh, Digital Clink asks, in your opinion, as far as self-promotion, do the pay-to-promote things really work, and are they beneficial to the growth of a new streamer creator? I don't think paying to promote yourself, and I don't really know what he means <laughs> or you mean by this. Uh, I think that there are places where advertising your content makes sense. I advertise, I advertise this podcast on Facebook uh, during big peak. I know I'm going to be streaming 18 hours a day time on uh, on Twitch. I do advertise my stream on Twitch as well. I did that during the Destiny 2 launch and it went pretty, pretty well. It brought in people from Facebook that I had not seen. Um, I think that those are great. I think that people who are like, pay me to promote your channel or pay me to raid you, like that's all bullshit. None of that stuff sticks even when there is no transaction involved, um, you cannot build a channel based off of someone else's viewership. Uh, you can promote them, you can suggest them, but ultimately it's going to come down to you and your hard work. Um, and now that I say that, I think, you know, honestly, anything you can do to get people in the door. Yeah. Just make sure you're not getting fucking scammed. You know, I don't know what kind of pay to promote things are out there. You put it in quotes, so I know it's not traditional advertising. Uh, I would just be wary of users that tell you they know how to grow your channel and to take a page from um, from my uh, management team. Anytime somebody makes a claim like that, you you ask them for proof of concept. Oh, you can get me 10 times more viewers in my stream. Fucking show me someone else that you've done that for and show me how and show me your whole process. And if they can't do that, they're bullshitting you. Um, this is good. This is I'm feeling fine. I'm getting fired up, man. Like it's like first three questions are getting me getting really fired up, getting really fired up. Um, I suffer from a few mental illnesses. I use my stream as therapy as well uh, as a way to meet other people. But when I go days without people showing up, I feel my depression kidding, uh, kicking in. I don't know what to do about that. Um, I mean, again, it's not about content creation isn't about, you know, you <laughs> feeling better about yourself. I know it's probably not what you want to hear. Uh, but you have to realize that, you know, when no one shows up, it doesn't mean that you suck. <clears throat> it just means that no one showed up that day. Um, and if that is, if that feels like you're spinning your wheels, there are other dimensions of content creation that you can engage in. Go network, go talk to people on other streams, go find other streamers that are of your size or do what you do. Um, I, I, I cannot uh, stress this enough. And, and this is already becoming a theme today. There is more to doing um, any content creation than just doing the fucking work. Um, and I think that maybe this is something we need to touch on more is you cannot grow yourself as a brand or your content if you are not connected to other people because ultimately your connection is what drives all of your content. So you have to take the time and go out there. If you're streaming and no one is showing up, all right, maybe take a month off Go on every social media platform you can and start interacting with everyone who does what you do. If you do cooking streams, every other person who does cooking streams or cooking content anywhere on the Internet is your new best friend. Um, 
concepts like that to help build your network and build value in, you know, your level of expertise is so key. And I think it is often ignored. Everyone always asks me when I started streaming, how did you deal with having zero viewers? The answer to that is I never fucking did because I had a network of people that I had already developed and cultivated online over five or six months, um, you know, from forums that I always had, you know, one or two of the 10 people who I knew and built relationships with show up. You can do that, too. It takes a little bit of time. But, you know, once you have a network of, I mean, 10 or 15 people, you're you're probably never going to have zero viewers because these are people you're actually connected with. And again, uh, you have to be building authentic, real relationships. You can't be building relationships to use them for viewership. That's shitty. And I know some people think like that. You need to actually make friends, real friends. That is how you network. It's that simple. Give, 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 give. That's it. <clears throat> and you will get a return eventually. It might not be in the way that you expect, but you have to bring value to other people before you try and take. Uh, <laughs> uh, Deputy Geek asks, if your goal is to make partner, what are some good metrics to watch and what are some great ways to tell if you're on track? X followers amount per X, etc. Okay, so this is fucking poison. <laughs> I get what you're asking, but let me explain how this sets you up to to fucking fail big time. Um, if you are constantly tracking your metrics and you are using them as a definitive value statement about your stream and your quality, then you're fucking up. Okay, so don't do that. All right, but. Uh, if your goal is to make it past the job interview, which is what getting partnered on Twitch is, it is not the end all be all. It is passing the job interview. It is Twitch saying, we think you can make money here. Fucking prove it. Um, if you are tracking numbers wise towards that, I think the shit you should care about is not followers. It's not subs. Uh, it's not concurrent viewers. Like all of those things are results of your strength of connection to your community. So the stronger you can make your community, the better connect, the best connections in the world that you can build with the people in your chat room. They're going to keep coming back because they feel connected to your channel. And then they're going to tell their friends, you I watch this guy on Twitch every single fucking day because he always makes me feel good or he always makes me laugh or he's always got sick plays or he's always raging. Whatever your fucking hook is. I don't know what it is. The reality is the interaction, the strength of interaction that you have with your community, that is the factor you need to be tracking. And the more you can get people interacting with your content, the faster you'll make it. Uh, I know with the, the path to partnership shit, they have like little fucking badges and little fucking achievements and all the other shit. All of that will happen for you. But first... And foremost, the thing that is the, the prime mover, the first fucking thing that happens, the thing, the finger that flicks the dominoes, right? That gets everything started is that connection, that community. And that is what you need to focus on building. And as that grows, all of the other numbers are going to follow suit. All of the other numbers are going to track right behind 
Um, and, and I think that, you know, that is something that folks don't really talk about too much. Uh, again, it's always, um, you know, it's always about, you know, oh, well, how do I grow this number? Because here's the thing. If you're focusing on the numbers, you're not focusing on the people. I think it's important to be aware of the numbers, but I think that the focus gets put too much on the numbers. And and if I could, I would tell you to shut down every fucking metric on your stream for a month and just focus on the people who show up and see what the hell happens. See how it changes your brain. It'll be unbelievable. I'm in the middle of doing that right now. Uh, Samuel Adams, a.k.a. Pretty Chill Guy on Twitter says, Do you think that uploading pre-recorded YouTube-style content on Twitch will be beneficial once they build out their video producer features and expand those elements in the future? Twitch is playing a game where they are competing directly with YouTube, and I'm a huge fan of competition. I don't know how they win that game. Um, They could incentivize it a few ways, like... If your CPM on YouTube uh, is X and your CPM on pre-produced content on Twitch is 5X, that would start getting people to move over. Uh, I think that when you're doing pre-produced content, you should put it absolutely everywhere. Um, You know, and now Twitch uploads is a location for that. Uh, And you could definitely get in early. You know, if Twitch pops and they become the place to watch VODs, um, uh, you know, pre-produced content, then that's huge. But my concern is, uh, you know, I don't, I don't even do that because YouTube is so much more established and all the content I make that is pre-produced, I, I tent pull off of my live streaming. So there are already rec- uh, like, there's already recordings of what I'm doing, um, but I do think that it's valid. I mean, it's another distribution platform and you should be distributing everywhere. Um, as far as it being beneficial, I don't know if it's going to make you more money. I don't know if it's going to grow your community. I know that I am probably two years off of thinking, oh, I need to watch X. Uh, oh, I better go watch that on Twitch. There's one person I think you should play, uh, pay attention to. Uh, his name is Matthew Rode. He used to be Duck Sauce on, on Twitch he is doing a pre-produced show um, that's like an outdoors life show on Twitch. And I'm, the name is escaping me right now. Uh, he is the first person I've seen try and tackle the, the, the produced content problem on Twitch. So I would follow him. I think it's like at Matthew Road on, uh, on uh, Twitter and track his progress. See what he does. See what does work and doesn't work. So that way you can use someone else's hard work as your experiment. That's what smart people do. Um, uh, Funzies asks, or at funny yuz, I love, I love usernames, asks, what steps would you recommend uh, for a transition from Twitch to Mixer? Um, Pick a day on Twitch that'll be your last day. Do something that gets your community there. Tell them tomorrow I'll be on Mixer. Stream on Mixer. That's it. Um, I think when it comes to transferring platforms, you need to have a hard stop. You need to have a hard transition. You don't want your stream to be about how you're in another place for a month. Um, You just do it. You just fucking do it. 
use all your other social channels to push people towards your new channel. Um, that's it. There's it's I mean, the idea of platform swapping is new, uh, but I think that it is honestly really, really simple. Your goal is to mitigate um, any sort of PR damage, which for most people is going to be very minimal. And just tell them, listen, I'm going somewhere where I have more opportunity to grow and where we as a community have more opportunity to connect and grow. That's it. And that's the truth. If your truth is you're moving platforms because you feel like you can grow a better community, that's awesome. If your truth is I'm moving platforms because I want to be a mega millionaire, everyone's going to tell you to fuck off. So <laughs> get your get your mind in the right place and then flip the switch. Um, Stormbreak uh, at Stormbreak, a.k.a. Lily MB underscore five nine one seven says as a teen out of high school who's passionate about many different fields uh, looking for the next big opportunities. Do you have any ideas or advice on how I can start pursuing them? So uh, different fields, hardware, coding, uh, sound, etc. Stormbreak, you are just out of high school. You could take two years of your life and spend it on sound design and the next two years of your life on 3D modeling and the next two years of your life on coding and the next two years of your life on hardware and uh, you'd still be 28. My advice is you pick one of these things, any one of these things, and put time into it. And then you you know. Uh, I think decision paralysis is a huge thing. Uh, this is um, <clears throat> this is something I used to bullshit and foo foo my whole life because you know I came from a I came from a family that literally uh, my parents decided to live um, a meager life because they invested in my 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 sister and my brother's education. So even though my family made good money, all of it was going back into our education. So we didn't have a lot of stuff for our life. Um, and I, I grew up with all these kids in high school that just they could do anything they wanted. And they were just like, I can't decide. And I hated it. I fucking hated it. Um, and of those people... The ones that have become successful are the ones who said, you know what? I have a lot of things I can do with my life. It's time to start actually doing. Every day you spend in your head trying to make a decision is a day that you have wasted. And has taken you what you are one day away from reaching your ultimate goal. So, I mean, I would sit down and I would say, all right. This is what I'm doing first and do it. Is it the right thing? I don't know. You don't know either. You won't know until you do it. So start. Start chasing down those things and start doing them. Give yourself a year. Give yourself two years. You'll know. Or give yourself a month. If you fucking hate it, you'll know fast. Um, as far as trying to get the next big opportunity, that is, that is, I mean, it's, it's, uh, do your research. Um, try and find new and rising platforms uh, that you are interested in and design content for them. Um, this is a huge question, but I think the core of it is you need to start doing shit. You need to start doing shit now and you need to stop wasting time. Um, soccer pone, uh, really practical question. <clears throat> soccer underscore poner. Uh, would you recommend reading chat aloud before responding or reading it to yourself and responding aloud? And for someone who streams better with others in voice chat or in game with me, what advice would you give me to stream solo? I seem to find a lot of dead air. Um, 
Okay, so I like to read chat aloud so that everybody knows the questions I'm answering. Um, it also extends the length of time that you can speak, which is great. Uh, the only danger with that is you need to be careful that someone doesn't bait you into saying something awful. Uh, and as far as your second question, if it's easier for you to stream with other people on voice, I get it. Um, my advice, and I feel like I've been saying this a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So please, 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 please take this advice. Go back and listen to the other podcasts. <clears throat> Write down your 10 favorite things to talk about like a set list for a band and go down the list and talk about every single one of them until you reach number 10. Talk about them as long as you possibly can. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and then go back to one. Do it over and over and over and over again until you want to vomit and then fucking go throw up in the toilet and then get back in the seat and do it again. Um, you know, the, the the people who ask this question, I feel like there are a lot of folks who are scared of talking. Um, the only way to get good at speaking is to speak and you have to. Um and it's easy to talk about shit that you love. Talk about those 10 things. Make that list. And when you're on stream, you know, obviously interact with folks, narrate your gameplay, all that other stuff. But when you're finding a lull in conversation, look at your set list. Pick something and talk about it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Isn't that a good sound? Dan Drumstone says i followed the vpn recommendation you and your brother made years ago on an old podcast any updates to that services that you'd recommend for security nope uh do you think that 4k streaming will be available in the next few years i'm looking for new cameras to future proof um i think that the absolute necessity of 4k in live streaming isn't going to hit full market value uh before ar will so I wouldn't really worry about it. If you're looking for a face cam, a 1080p face cam is overkill for the amount of screen space you're probably going to be using your face cam for. Uh, 1080p is doing really, really well. Uh, another huge issue with doing shit in 4K is you are reaching like the top 1% of the media market. Like I can't I have great Internet at my house. I can't even watch pre-produced shit in 4k without it buffering for forever and that shit pisses me off um so uh if you're building out a gear list i would put 4k way down at the bottom uh for worrying about things you are future proofed if you can do 1080p 60 fps on all of your gear in my opinion you will be fine for the next four years um <laughs> people are still streaming on twitch in uh 720 you know and they're doing great. They've got, you know, 40,000 viewers. They're doing fine. Um, it's about the core of your content more than the quality of the video feed. Um, uh, borrower, uh, I have a question for uh, a long time, but no join. If you if if you ever as a streamer or a person want to share your interest in showing your sketching capabilities, but you know you can't focus on your viewers, do you think it's a wise choice to still do it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, people love to watch the process of art. So if you are a qualified if you're if you're a quality artist, 
Um, people know you're drawing and you can't interact with chat. That's fine. Get out there and draw. Also, I think that as you do it more, you'll realize that you have more time than you think while you're drawing to talk to people. Um, <clears throat> Mega Man Zero Eighty Eight asks, uh, if possible, would you do something like introduce up and coming new streamers on Twitch and help them generate some buzz? Um, so if you want me to shout you out or you want any large broadcaster to shout you out, there is one simple tip that I can give you become part of their community. That is it. Um, I do not will not and cannot and neither can anyone else who's got a fucking brain in their head um, blindly promote another broadcaster uh, that they've never met because it is putting you and your it, it puts the larger broadcasters brand identity and and all this other shit on the line. Um, I think that I have made a practice of finding people on Twitch that I, uh, you know, that have either been in my chat all the time and then they start streaming and then I find them and I raid them. You know, I trust people who I've known for a long time. I get reached out to constantly to blindly promote somebody's content and I just, I can't do it. <laughs> I think that there's space for that. Um, but I, I, I am doing this podcast to help up and coming streamers help themselves because the thing that people don't realize and and it, it's this is this is the thing that's fucked up right the common knowledge giant air quotes on every platform is i won't make it unless a big person notices me that's horse shit um there uh yeah collaborating with people helps but if you think that your success is 100% determined on winning the motherfucking lottery and getting a big broadcaster to notice you or a big YouTuber to notice you, you have already lost the fucking game. Um, I think that the important thing to do, Mega Man, if I was in your boat, is network and become part of communities. Get people to trust you uh, because you seem like a nice guy. I'm sure you're a nice guy. And you want to grow your channel um, or you want to help your friends grow your channels. The advice it is not going to change. Network, communicate, become part of a community and you will be surprised what it does for you. There are so many people walking around, 99% of people walking around asking for handouts, cold calling, all this shit, whatever you want to call it. That the person who invests time in building a relationship um. They stand out in a big way. Uh, so I, I'm i never going to do a, a show where I introduce a lot of up and coming small streamers because I don't have the time to do my my research. I am certain that uh, the whole of Twitch could use a show like that that has a team that does go out and do research and get behind these people and help promote them. I think that that's a great idea. Um, the other side of it is that's what this podcast is. You come on and I shout you out after you have proven to my audience on the podcast that you have value. So we also are kind of already operating in that way. Um, but again, the theme seems to be over and over and over again. Get out, become part of a community. 
go chat, go interact, talk to people on Twitter, talk to people on Instagram, talk to people, talk to people, talk to people, talk to people. And if that's intimidating to you, tough shit, because this is what you got to do. <laughs> you have to do it. Um, uh, Omega Virus says, uh, I'm not sure if this was asked before, but as a streamer, do you think it is best to start creating connections on networking or networking and social media? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Yes, um, it is beyond important to be represented on every single form of social media, including Facebook for all of you people that are shitting on it, especially gamers. Um, you have to have to have to have to start building your network. Your network is what drives people to your channel. It's what drives people to you without your network. You're just screaming into the vacuum of space <laughs> on the Internet. Um, so, yes, um, I think as a streamer, uh, you need to do that as far as what is the best way to start creating connections. Be honest, be authentic, connect with people who have the same passions as you. But, bro, man, this seems like a lot of work. It fucking is. So get started. <laughs> this is a this is a ball buster of an episode, man. If you are a new streamer and you are hearing all this shit for the first time. Uh, and you're like, this bro man guy's a jackass. I just, I cannot bullshit you about the amount of hard work that goes on behind the scenes. And a lot of questions today are about behind the scenes work. Networking is crucial. Collaborating is crucial. And doing that, sometimes you can be like, yo, dude, want to collaborate? And someone will say, sure, because they're nice. But the guaranteed way to get your foot in the door is building a relationship. It could change your life. Um, Spooner Sloth says, do you feel confirmation bias is a problem among massive tier broadcasters? So you didn't flush this question out, <laughs> but I'm going to guess uh, at it. I'm assuming uh, by confirmation bias, um, you're either go uh, you're either getting at people assume that broadcasters of any given gigantic size deserve that size because they're already that big um which uh i think that anybody who is in the top 100 broadcasters on on twitch because that's i'll talk in my wheelhouse because that's what i know uh has definitely earned their spot there whether or not you agree with their their position doesn't fucking matter um <laughs> because they have earned it and they do have that that community there with them. Um so there's that. Um the other side that I see on this um is the confirmation bias of the people believing that the way they did things is the only way to do things and that's why I'm doing this podcast. Um is to disrupt that idea. Uh, for a long time, I thought the way that I did things was the only way that I could do things. I wrote an article in Polygon talking about work-life balance and how it's just hard. And then I got pushback from other broadcasters that are like, I've always streamed eight hours a day and I worked on all this other shit. And it opened my eyes to realize that the way I do things isn't always the best way. Um, I think that you should always look at the status quo as a vulnerability. That is your opportunity to penetrate a market and say, I'm offering something different because everyone else is the same. So I think I answered your question. If I didn't, 
I guess you can hit me up again and we'll we'll get a little bit closer to the answer for you. Sal uh uh Salvi B says in an attempt to uh reach or grow my community, I'm trying streaming from my phone during my lunch break like a 30 minute IRL. Would this lunch stream be better suited for normal Facebook content page or should I go to a new and different people on Instagram live and grow there? I think you need to grow your tent pole. I think you need to grow. Uh, you need to invest everywhere, right? But focusing in on one, whatever your most successful content platform in, focusing more time, especially when you're getting started into building that up as high as you can. And then pushing integration out from that is more important than trying to um, block off your content on other sides, especially getting started. Um, being ready to make the maneuver to to doing things like that, making really, really unique content everywhere is awesome. Uh, but I think when you're starting and when I say when you're starting, we're talking like sub 10,000 followers anywhere. Um it's important to sort of reach some milestones of interactivity and connection before you really start saying like, Hey guys, guess what? I'm going to be doing this stream on Instagram and then no one shows up because you don't have a presence there. Um, but ultimately I, you know, that's my thought. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> it's also, it, it could also be a great idea. Um, it's all about what you're, what you're aiming for. But my personal belief is that you have to build on one content platform where you are the strongest first. Uh, Forever TH says, I have an all-in-one CPU. Is that going to be harder to stream from? Uh, it seems like people get plenty of CPU stuff to improve their situation. I'd be starting from an all-in-one. Uh, or should that not matter in the beginning? When I started streaming, I used a Hoplog capture card and a laptop. Your gear has absolutely no fucking bearing on whether or not you should stream. Um, th this is one of the things that I actually hate <laughs> so hard um, about um, the culture of content creation uh, uh, surrounding gear is people get obsessed with gear and they think that their gear is not good enough to get started. That's bullshit. You are good enough to get started. So start. Um, an all-in-one CPU is fine. Uh, might you need to upgrade later? Sure. Is that something you should worry about right now? Absolutely not. What you need to be worrying about right now is streaming as much as you fucking can and making as much fucking content as you can around you. Um, <laughs> Alien Miner says, uh, how buffer are you all? <laughs> it's hard to tell on stream. Um, I am... Uh, I am I am out of shape right now. I'm kind of a fatso. Uh, we'll fix that later. Ghostly Skulls, uh, how would you go about trying to collaborate with other Twitch streamers, uh, gaming party, or networking ideas, uh, uh, like a gaming party or sharing ideas, social networking, um, uh, interacting with them on their content and hitting them up with ideas? Hey, man, I'm thinking about doing this board game night, and you live nearby. You want to come over and do it? Hey. I'm thinking about doing a full playthrough of Borderlands 2. Have you played it before? I haven't. It'd be cool to do a first playthrough together. Just just going in for the ask on people that you have relationships with. And if you don't have relationships yet, if you don't have relationships yet, <laughs> go make them. 
Find every piece of content from everyone who is your size or bigger on every single platform and just start interacting. If they tweet, respond. If they post on Instagram, respond. If they have a Snapchat, respond. Build that relationship. Reply to everything. You will be surprised how much time you can put into doing something like that. Um, <clears throat> but if you want to collaborate with people, it's as simple as going in for the ask. The difficulty is, is if they don't know who the fuck you are, you're going to get a low chance success on that ask. So build your network, talk to people, interact with their content. Here's the thing. Everyone is so scared to, to interact with content because they know that their intention is to use the other human being for growth. Right. Ultimately, like that's my that's my knee jerk reaction. Right. Is that people think that networking is about using the other person. I'm only becoming your friend so I can use you. I have lived my entire life um, operating in the opposite direction of that. I want to be your friend so I can make your life better. I want to network with you so that if you ever have a single need that I can help with, I will be there. And I think that's the mindset you need to go into all this with. If you are scared to network, you need to reexamine one, why you're scared and get the fuck over it. Two, you need to <laughs> you need to examine what your mindset is when you're going into these interactions. If you're going in to use people, you're going to lose every single fucking time um because everybody's got enough friends you have to prove why you have value and the easiest way to do that is say anything you need anything you need i'm here for you um and i live that life <laughs> i live that life i have every single day you know i have um i mean like let's be fucking really real right okay we got you know 650,000 followers on Twitch. You know, 230,000 subs on YouTube. 200 and uh, like 17,000 followers on 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 tw on Twitter, right? And I'm taking time out of my day right now to talk to people who I have nothing to gain from, absolutely nothing to gain from this. I'm only doing it because I care and I want other people to grow. This is this is the execution of this concept right now. This podcast doesn't do jack shit for me. I don't make money off of it. Um, I am doing this to help people as many people as I can before I die. Um, and this podcast has been an incredible networking tool for me already. But when I built it, it wasn't designed to be a networking tool. It was designed to be a helpful tool. Uh, Duty TV, uh, I love streaming, and I've streamed on Twitch and Mixer at the same time. I love Twitch, but I've seen more happen on Mixer for me. My fear is, uh, in the back of my head is disappointing my friends when I switch. Fuck them. Fuck your friends. Not in a real way. But, like, listen, if you're worrying about other people before you're worrying about your dream, you're in the wrong mindset. If you are having more success on in one location and you're going to lose friends because you moved to somewhere else, those people aren't your friends. They're not. They're work acquaintances. They might be nice people, but they're not your friends. 
Your friends are going to follow you everywhere. And I, 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 I would highly recommend staying away from any thought process that says, I can't do this because people might not like me. Fuck that shit. You need to go out there and get yours. Get yourself happy. And then guess what? You can help everyone else. Ape Fist asks, what are some things uh, that you think make a stream feel like a premium or exclusive experience? Ways to improve quality uh, to make up for less quantity. This is a very important question. Um, I think that the for me, and I can only speak for what I do, there are a few things that I do um, to increase quality, right? One, interaction. Uh, I try and do everything I can to build depth of relationship with anyone who who participates on Twitch. That includes this podcast. That includes responding to every single DM that I ever get from anyone ever on Instagram, which some of you are finally starting to realize that that's not bullshit. So big plus and big ups to you. Uh, That's answering all of my emails. That's having my Discord server open. The value of my channel is that you have full access to me and my community Anywhere and everywhere all the time. Um, As far as building quality, I would recommend sitting down for an hour, thinking about who you are, what you love, what is authentic to you, and building a structure off of that. So for me, you know, I was a teacher. uh, I was an in-home care provider for adults with disabilities. These are all things I did in the past, Um, you know, but those, those two jobs are expressions of truths about me. I love to educate people and I love to help people um, and and enable people to live a fuller life, no matter what restrictions they might have. And so I built my channel around those concepts. Whatever that truth is for you, you have to find it and then make the magic happen off of that. Um, It's it is it is not a simple process, but it is it is worth it. Uh, Clem <laughs> wants to know what the hook going to be. I, I have no idea. I have no idea what it's going to be. Uh, Shark 34 says, when starting up, is it a good or bad thing to set up goals for followers or a bit glass natural growth with side goals on the, on, uh, on the streamer side, not on the viewer side. If you get, if you set goals for yourself, should you not advertise them? I currently do natural growth with no goals on stream. I mean, that's how I came up. I didn't have a tip. I didn't have a tip button on my stream until I was partnered and making enough money to pay my rent. Uh, I didn't have, uh, you know, I, I think that when you're starting, you need to focus 100% on growth over monetization. Um, and you know, you do you in the market, anyone who's been on Twitch and you've got a partner button, you got a sub button, you got a, you got a fucking game wisp. You got a fucking, uh, affiliate sub button. That's all hot. That's all hot. And that's good. And that's great. Um, but the danger is that you start chasing the money instead of chasing the growth. Chase the growth, and the money will happen. I don't paywall or incentivize any of my content with money. It's all optional. Um, and I think that that's the best long-term strategy. Um, as far as goal setting, I think it's important to set personal goals. I think that's great. It helps give you a focus. But... Um, as far as setting up all the monetization tools on your channel when you're just getting started, uh, I think it removes focus. The, here, this is it, and this is the trick, man. This is why I did it this way. 
I didn't let people give me money so that it created a need in them. I want to help, bro, man. Let me fucking help. Okay, you want to help? You want to satiate this burning desire? I don't want you to throw $2 at the screen. I want you to tell 10 friends. Growth. Growth. Um, Tristan says, I love the stream. A lot of people consider it immature or weird, so I feel like I need to hide it from... I I love to stream, sorry. Uh, But a lot of people think it's immature or weird, so I feel the need to hide it from people I'm not super close with, like a second life. When did you decide to own your brand? Uh, From the second I started streaming. I'm a very... um, When I love something uh, and you don't, fuck you. Like, that's my attitude. That's been my attitude my whole life. If I think something is cool... And you don't? That's cool. You can eat my butt. I don't give a shit. Um, um, I think that you need to realize that other people's opinion about you does not matter. Um, You need to own the things that you love. The more time you spend hiding and self-editing and polishing your life or your, 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 your personality to fit the desires of other people. The more time you spend doing that, every moment you spend doing that, um, you are just setting yourself up to be so pissed off in two decades. Um, You need to, like today, promise me, today, you will say, I don't give a shit anymore. I like what I like. I love what I love. And I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it from now on. I'm going to like what I like. And people are, if people don't understand it, whatever you can, you can take time. I mean, like I took the time to try and explain why I enjoyed streaming to people. It didn't go well, but at least I felt like I got my piece out there and I gave them the framework to understand later. And now everybody thinks I'm a genius because, oh, you, oh, I can't, you made this Twitch thing work. Oh, oh. But five years ago, you were telling me I was a fucking dipshit and I was throwing my life away. It's all about time, man. Ultimately, you have to make yourself happy. Have have you ever played Spyro the Dragon? One of my favorite games as a kid and one of the first games I 100%ed. Um, (laughs) Blackened Heaven says, hey, pro bro, longtime viewer, wanted to ask, as a small, inspiring streamer who's hit a plateau on community growth, um, how do you bring in potential community members? I love streaming because it gives me a way to share my passion with others. Stay awesome. So you got two options. One, all the advice that I have said up to now about building a community and networking. Two, change platforms. Um, If you're growing, go somewhere else. Go somewhere else and see if you can have better growth. Mixer and Facebook Live uh, for gaming is wide open right now. Twitch has 27,000 partners and over 200,000 affiliates. That is 275,000 people that can pull money from Twitch. Um, <laughs> it's hella saturated right now for the total user base size. Um, my recommendation, my recommendation is to go try somewhere else. Um, and keep working, man. Keep working. Keep grinding. Um, uh, Hatse, uh, Katse, California. Are there any skills and abilities that you wish you had when you started streaming that would have made the transition easier? Uh, I wish that I had a degree in audio engineering <laughs> and a degree in uh, in studio lighting 
or uh, or AV production. Uh, definitely. Mm, everything else I kind of had. <laughs> uh, Mr. Blue Sky. How do you entertain and interact with your viewers constantly? Uh, I have three to seven viewers and the chat looks quiet most of the time. I never talk. How do I begin interacting with them uh, to build friendships with viewers and enjoy myself? That's what I want to do. Ask questions. Hi, how was your day? What'd you have for dinner? What'd you have for lunch? What's your favorite? What's your favorite food? What's the last movie you saw? Have you seen this thing on Netflix? Oh my God, dude, you totally got to see it. Um, have you noticed lately that this game seems a little bit more exciting? What's your favorite game ever? How many times did you play that game? If you were playing it right now, like what would your key setup be? What what do you love about that game? Do you see what I'm doing? It's flowing, man. It is it is learning as much about someone else. This is my strategy. Learn as much about someone else as you know about yourself. Anytime you know something about yourself, you don't know it about someone else. Ask a question. Get get them talking. It's hard. It's not easy. It's like yanking fucking teeth out of someone's head sometimes. Um, but that's the hard work of building a community. Um, Quain says, would it be wise to make a varied channel early on or focus on one aspect of what interests you and branch out from there and why? Um I think that the best long-term strategy is producing the biggest variety of content that you can because that makes you look like a multi-dimensional person and people will always gravitate toward all of your content instead of only gravitating towards your content when one or two things are on their mind. Um, when you're growing your brand share of share of mind, what things people look at in the everyday life and make them and make them think of you <clears throat> and connecting with you is what you're going for. Um, uh, killer, uh, killer ginger, um, asks, how do you realize when it's time to cut someone off because they're being more of a burden and not a friend? Um, I mean, uh, this is something I've seen a lot on Twitch. I feel like a, a lot of people on Twitch or a lot of viewers that, that have talked to me about this, um, they have this like martyr syndrome where they feel like they absolutely have to help everyone forever. Um, and I used to think that way. Listen, um, my dad gave me the best advice on this. When you care about somebody else more than they care about themselves, it's time to give up. So if you feel like you are doing everything you can for somebody and all they're doing is taking and taking and taking relationship over like that person has to grow. And you don't have time for them anymore, you know, because you have your own shit and that may sound harsh. But listen, if you're spending 50 hours of your work week or life investing in someone else who doesn't give a shit about giving back to you, it's time to be done. Otherwise, you're going to grow incredibly resentful and that relationship won't be temporarily ruined. It will be ruined for a lifetime. Taco Meat says, I've been thinking about the negativity problem with gaming and social media. I know you have a background in this area. Do you think that part of the problem is a group dynamic? And you need real conflict, and the internet doesn't provide real conflict. I'm reposting because I'm drunk. Um, the, negati the negativity problem with gaming and social media is the negativity problem with humanity. <laughs> like, this amount of negativity has always existed in the world, but people would say it when they felt like they could be anonymous. So they would say it at dinner with their close friends, 
or in the bar where they knew nobody from the other side was. But now they have anonymity with their phone so they can spew their hateful bullshit all over the fucking universe because they're still anonymous. Um, so I think... <clears throat> Uh, I don't think that in order to solve this issue, you need real conflict. Like, um, and I, I don't know what you mean by real conflict. Given this context, I'm concerned that you mean physical. Um, I think that everybody needs to sit down face to face and have a fucking beer and talk or have water or tea or whatever. If you don't drink, I get it. Um, but I think that in reality, uh, People need to actually engage with each other, and that's the issue. Um, I don't think that we have a sudden issue with negativity. I think it's always been there. <laughs> I just think that it's more obvious now. And the way you counter that is one person at a time. Uh, bro, man, what inspired you to stream? I got inspired to stream because I thought, this looks cool. I would love to raise money for charity like these folks at AGDQ did. By playing a video game fast. And I think that Twitch presents a unique opportunity for me to hang out with my friends who have moved away. And make it feel like we're all playing couch co-op again. Uh, Pleb of Pleb says. What would you say to someone who wants to stream but is afraid no one will show up or uh, to watch them ever? Or uh, they'll make a complete fool out of themselves. So fucking what? It's not about them. <laughs> I mean, it is. This is the this is the conflict, right? Like when you're streaming, it's absolutely all about when you're making content. It's all about investing in other people. But at the same time, on the other side of the spectrum, it's all about doing you. Fuck them. Who cares if nobody shows up? Did you have fun? Who cares if you're a fool? Did you have fun? Quit worrying about what other people might think. Worry about what you think. You are more important. You are more important. You are number one. <clears throat> it's a. Uh, it's not. I mean, it's complicated. <laughs> There's it's a multifaceted reality, right? But if you're stopping yourself from streaming because you're scared of other people, fuck them. <laughs> Focus on you. Um. Tornado Blitz says, would you ever move over to Mixer to stream? I am uh, agnostic about my uh, my platform. I am, if I were to move, if I were starting right now, I would be starting on Facebook Live. Um, if I, I would love the opportunity to go to another platform that isn't Twitch and help them grow their platform in a way that I wish Twitch had grown when I was starting, you know, consult and stream over there. I think that um, that sort of skill set, growth analysis, um, execution has not been utilized yet in the live streaming space. Everyone is shopping for the next, you know, digital video compression expert. Nobody is shopping for community growth or um, nobody is shopping for uh, uh, individuals that have done it, made it, been successful, and find out why. So they can take that person and set them up as a mentor for every other creator on their platform. Um, I am always, I mean, I've said this, I've said this a million times. I am, uh, uh, I am willing to go anywhere if the price is right. 
and the opportunities are right. If me and my family are taken care of and every single charity effort that I'm involved with is taken care of, um, you know, community can go everywhere and anywhere. Um, I care more about the opportunity to make the world a better place um, than I care about staying on one particular platform. And if someone were to offer me a bigger platform or a larger scope of reach, uh, I would absolutely take it. Uh, what's the most trouble you ever got into while you were at school from Timmy? <clears throat> uh, one time I said shit in fifth grade out loud on accident and I got sent to the principal. Um, <laughs> that's the most trouble I ever got in at school. Oh, and I called some girl, uh, some girl who was shit talking my sister. I called her a bitch and then she slapped me and I got in trouble for calling the girl a bitch because she was shit talking my sister uh, and saying horrible things about her. But she didn't get in trouble for slapping me, though. I was in the wrong. It was it was me. <laughs> um, Ramez asks, would you consider permanently moving to Facebook, uh, permanently moving to stream on Mixer, YouTube or Facebook? Uh, yeah. Uh, to follow up with the the last question that was asked, uh, I would absolutely consider moving to any platform if um, if the opportunity that I want was there. You know, I think uh, I think Twitch really needs to start stepping its game up <laughs> uh, as far as presenting opportunities uh, to its ever growing partner base because it's starting to become really apparent to a lot of people that there is great opportunity on Facebook and great opportunity on Mixer and diminishing opportunity on Twitch. Uh, and that is something that they as a company need to deal with or they are going to be in a really fucked up place in a few years, I, I think. Um, because the strength of any content platform is its creators and if creators leave, your platform dies. At first, and this is the thing, and this is the this is the switch that I've been calling it for a couple of years, and I think this year and into next year is going to be when you see this happen, at least in the live streaming space, <clears throat> and it's already starting to happen. Um, at first, the platforms had the leverage because they were the distribution, right? But now the platforms are dependent on the creators that distribute on that platform. So... It put it puts things in a weird situation when uh, you have a hundred individuals that generate most of the revenue for your platform, and if they were to all go for either form their own platform or move to another one, suddenly you're in a weird spot because people are tuning in to watch that person. They're not tuning in because it's Twitch. Um, so there, there's a, it's a, it's a problem that needs to be addressed or solved inside of the next few years. Um, I think it's going to continue happening with live content. Um, we've seen Twitch by, uh, four creators from Disney interactive online to come stream on Twitch. Uh, we've seen Facebook by some creators from YouTube and, uh, from YouTube and, uh, <laughs> and Twitch uh, and, and, that's, and that is the first wave that is the experiment 
to see if it has value. And if every company decides that that experiment is valuable, it's going to get real interesting real fast. Uh, and then Lucky and BW ask, if given the opportunity, would you go and live on Mars? I would, and my wife would hate me for it, but I would absolutely do it. <laughs> there you go, guys. Every, and gals, every single question on that Twitter thread answered. Um, definitely gave me some perspective about some things that we need to talk about more in depth. Um in these smaller episodes in between uh, the big ones here on the podcast feed. Uh, Happy Valentine's Day. I appreciate each and every one of you so much. Uh, If you haven't already, please, 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 please um, go to Instagram, type in Professor Broman and follow me there. I know you might not need to send me a DM right now, but you might in the future. And I'd love for you to thank you all so much. Uh, for hanging out today if you liked the podcast if you got something out of it please uh, leave a rating uh, subscribe I publish to the podcast feed seven days a week it's always something to bring value to your life as a content creator the main goal of this podcast is to help you grow as a content creator of any type and encourage and empower you to go after your dreams Uh, that's it I love and appreciate each and every one of you, and I will talk to you soon. Peace.